All right, guys, before we get started, I want to talk really quick about our sponsor, and that's Patch Chunky Shop. Uh, Patch Chunky Shop is an Etsy shop that specializes in uniquely designed patches. Their stock includes everything from military-style morale patches to designs that reference popular culture. They also sell patch-related stuff like patch mats and patch bags that you can stick your patches to. So if you get a chance, go to their website. It's www.patchjunkyshop.com and use the promo code SALUMIS for 10% off of your order. Once again, that's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T and instantly get 10% off. Um, I want to also talk about Skype. That is who we've been using as of late to do these podcast episodes uh, because we want to exercise caution and really pay respect to the social distancing and the different types of uh, rules and regulations that are going out there right now. Uh, we chose to use Skype to hold a lot of our episodes so Skype isn't the only platform out there that will allow you to do this kind of stuff. So if you have anything like Google Hangouts, if you have Zoom, uh, tons of other platforms out there that will allow you to connect with other people and really get whatever message that you have out there. Or if you just want to connect with any of your friends and loved ones, there's tons of platforms out there. But if you want a good example of one, Skype is what we've been using, and I highly recommend that. All right, let's get into the show. What's going on, guys? It's Monday, August 3rd, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Salumas Podcast. Have you ever heard of a postmortem? The most popular use of the word kind of refers to the exams done on a body to determine the cause of death. So in my previous job, we did postmortems after an event or a project so we can try and figure out how the whole thing went, whether it was good or bad, in the effort to find out how we can improve or how we can do things better the next go around. For me, I'm trying to do that on a personal level. So in this episode, and I want to call it part one of a series of postmortem sessions for me. So the goal is to approach this with somewhat a constructive mindset. And in the end, my hope is to come out with a better mindset and new knowledge to take into the next phase of my life that I hope to pursue. So I'm releasing this episode knowing that my thoughts will change over time, but I at least want to document exactly what's happening because that's what our podcast is about. We put things, especially ourselves, through the grinder in hopes that growth occurs no matter how bad or dirty the process might be. So without further ado, I want to present to you part one of the postmortem series of my previous life. So sit back, put your headphones on, and if you have questions, comments, advice, or any type of feedback that you can offer me, just reach out. All right, let's get it. noise or if it's background noise or something on the line feels like there's a little bit of snow on the line a little bit okay um, i don't know i don't know if that's my headphones or not okay we'll i'll roll with it for right now i can i can fix it and uh i can probably fix it in audition um so yeah how's the, how's the weekend going i'm pretty good i got maybe well I did one of the things I wanted to do at least. Well, two mm-hmm. of them, huh. two things. So that's good. Two out of four. Yeah. Pretty good. I, uh, um, went to, I just came back from the gym. And so now I'm having a, um, protein shake. That's also doubling as a meal. I've been kind of on a kick lately, uh, really trying to get my body in check and, um, 
you know, just gear myself for the, I guess for the type of life that I want, you know what I mean? And, um, so I'm starting off certainly with, with just my thoughts and stuff, but then I'm also really doubling down on, uh, taking care of myself. And, um, I still have my moments. Like I went and got this incredible, uh, Shogun bowl. Are you a fan of that Shogun Express? Uh, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. Oh my God. So I had the, uh, steak and chicken and, yeah. uh, it was just, it was fantastic. I use, I, I try to tell them, um, just go light on the rice, but I forgot to. And, yeah. uh, I ate it in like 13 seconds. It was so good, but I felt like an absolute slut. And so yeah. I was like, all right, let me go to the gym and, uh, work this off. So that was good to be able to do that. Hell yeah, man. I like to make that at home. I, uh, I, I can't mat, like match exactly their flavor, but I it get, I get like 95% there. It's really delicious, but it ends up being my own. But, yes. um, the first time I did it like years ago, I got it exactly. I called them on the phone mm-hmm. and the guy, and the guy told me, and it was very simple, but it's like some reason I never was able, able to get it right again, but it's still really, really good when I make it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Or on the, um, you know, on the flat top grill. I think the, the big key for them is with the rice, it usually has to be like a day old. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has to be cooling for a day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't get that. You know, they'll, they'll just prepare rice right there and then, and then yeah. eat it. And there's, there's a lot to be said about cooking it when it's like, really cold and refrigerated and sticky and all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's a lot that goes into that stuff. But, um, so today I have a, you know, there's obviously a couple different things on my mind and at the, you know, when we had talked a little bit earlier, um, I, I definitely have that on my mind as far as like, how do I master taking, I guess, I guess you can call it taking care of yourself or just getting used to a new type of life. Um, and that's kind of what I want to go over today. Like, obviously, you know, everything's been filed and stuff like that with the divorce. And so I'm, I'm, you know, in my own spot and doing my own thing. And it's like just getting used to everything. Obviously there's, um, there's like a, a a lot more money and there's a lot more time and it's um, you know, I've talked to different people about like, okay, how do you get your groove? How do you get into a routine and all that kind of stuff? And, and no one has a right answer. And so I'm just kind of trying to figure out like, where's a good starting point. Um, yeah. I'm meeting with my uh, financial advisor this this week we're going to go have dinner and just kind of like sit back and map out like what have I been doing the past few weeks um what can I do better and how do I plan now uh for a, a different type of future so i like i guess what i want to know is like what's it like i don't want to say like being by yourself but how do you get fine with being by yourself yeah, I, I feel like I've always been okay being by myself. Like being in sales, I can go out and eat by myself and all that kind of stuff. Well, but it's way just different. a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a it's that's just different. different. Yeah, like, like, and, like go you ahead. know, 
you, you don't probably want to be uh, uh, by yourself, you know, you probably yeah. don't want to be by yourself and that's okay. I mean, that's yeah. not, that's not an abnormal thing. It's not mm-hmm. something you got to force mm-hmm. because the whole point is, you know, what you like and what you don't like, you know, that yes. you'd rather not be by yourself. So that's mm-hmm. what I think is important. I think when people don't know, that's when they need to be by themselves. Cause sometimes people are doing the opposite thing. They need to be by themselves, but they're constantly like that. They feel paranoid or feel out of place if they're not uh, with someone else. And then they, you yeah. know, those, those relationships aren't very good when you're like mm-hmm. that. So um, you don't have that issue. So it's nothing, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with like being in a position where, you know, all right, I'm by myself right now, but I don't want to be by myself for long, or if that's not where I prefer to be overall, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so getting, getting good at being by yourself. Well, you're doing all, a lot of those things already, but I, I think you won't, you don't want to be doing that um, because you're trying to fill a void or yes. avo- avoid uh, dealing with the idea that you actually don't want to be by yourself. You know what yes. I mean? That's and that's the key right there. Like, how do you be responsibly alone? Um, And and that is where I'm not struggling because I like I feel good, bro. I I feel good. I feel grateful. Like I'm making awesome connections with people. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. But like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just time. Maybe that's what it is. I was talking to one of my friends today and he was talking about like, your biggest enemy is going to be time. And sometimes I wonder if that's what it is because I tend to be somewhat impatient. Um, right. right. And, uh, and, and I guess very like results driven or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll never feel bad about being that way. Like I, I get shit done and that's just, that's always been my nature. I do what I say I'm going to do. That's what I was taught. Do what you say you're going to do. And, uh, at, at any cost, do what you say you're going to do. And because of that, like, this is something where it's like, okay, you will, it seems like the best result or something is, is coming from doing nothing. If that makes sense. No, nah, it doesn't. What do you mean? By so that? it's like, I have to, it seems like I have to, let things play out, let life happen or something Mm -hmm. like not try to force, uh, force an outcome that, that I guess I want. If that, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Well, yeah, it depends on what you're talking about though. Cause you, are you talking about a relationship specifically or some other goal in life? Just goal, just goals in general. Mm. Like, I, I guess maybe it's like, do I feel like I always have to be doing something? Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like that and that's okay too. I think the only thing, only time I've ever seen that be problematic is when a person doesn't know that about themselves. It's so got you. like, but when you see the people that do know that about themselves, well, they seem to be really fulfilled and really happy. And also they start to get to where they can, they're having a good effect on a lot of people around them. That's mm-hmm. when you know it's, it's like good. Some mm-hmm. people, it's certain it's like achievement, like I have to be accomplishing and achieving or getting to some higher status in all dimensions. Some people, it's I have to have interaction with human beings. Like I got to be like on the social tip mm-hmm. and on the outreach tip and on the uh, community tip. Some people, And then there are some people 
where it's like learning or hobbies or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm learning something. I'm moving forward in that way all the time. And, and, and long as you know that about yourself, you know, uh, that, that will, that will work out perfectly. And on the relationship side of it, since, you know, you're recently having changes in your relationship, you're, you're getting divorced. And so you might find that the, the part of your home life, that's only just one part for some people. For some people, it's not everything. Some guys, that's it. It's all, you can see that's the center. And they're like, and I feel bad for those that. guys, man. Yeah. Some, yeah. Some guys, it's like that. I do too. Cause I, I don't think I would like it, but some guys, and you're, I think you're one of those kind of people that they have their life, the, that life, that part's private and it's very, it's exactly what they want, but they got a lot of other things they're doing and, they, yes. and it involves other social engagements too. Mm-hmm. And I think you're one of those kind of, you're one of those kind of individuals from, you know, having known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and there's nothing wrong with that. So you just got to know that there's one part of your life that you got, you're going to have to re, Recorrect because it ain't complete. So in the meantime, the other parts of your life, you have to keep going at them like you normally would do, but you know, leave room for that other part, like your relationship part, because you don't want to fill them up with, uh, something else because yes. you like to always be doing something. All those somethings have a different quality. You know, some mm-hmm. of them are, are, have to do with fitness and health. Some of them have to do with helping people, which you like to do and being involved in community. And some of them have to do with, uh, uh, carrying on your legacy. Mm-hmm. And, and so you got to know which, which role each of those, some things, those things you do is going to play. So that way you don't, you don't try to get it out of another activity. That's not going to be as fulfilling. Yeah. So it's, it's okay to not be there for a while. And if you're, you know, impatient about it, I don't know it. I don't know what the time limit is when you've been in a long relationship that you should give yourself. You know, I think it might be different from, for, uh, for all people. For yeah. me, it's, it's a lot of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, for some people, it's not that much time. They can start, you know, exploring other romantic relationships, uh, right away as well. But for me, I just kind of like to take more time than that, you know? Yeah several months. So is that because of any kind of social pressure or anything like that? Or is it just me, a, yes. No, in me, it's because of the way, uh, uh, I, what, what role relationships play in my life. And so I, because I require so much solitude and, and, and sort of enjoy it a little bit, I don't have that as high a priority as someone else would. It's not mm-hmm. arranged that way for me. So, it feels better for me um, because it's exhausting, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so I would never go about it in, in that sort of deliberate manner, mm. but that is not how you would do it. That's not yeah. how a person like you would do it. I, you know, relationship is not something I'm ever going to go sort of seeking deliberately is yeah. I don't mean, I don't mean to be so silly to say it has to happen serendipitously, but Sort of like that. If it, if it comes, then it comes. Not, I'm not going to be looking for it. And, you know, I might prepare myself for, you know, getting, getting a certain side of shape. So if I, if I, if a relationship presented itself, I could be prepared to, to like, uh, develop one. But right now I'm doing that 
plant goldfish dog thing that the, that psychologists tell you to do like don't get in a relationship until you can keep a plant alive for so long <laughs> that's awesome and after you keep a plant alive for so long get a goldfish and if you can keep a goldfish for life get a, a puppy and then after that maybe try a human being so i'm really i'm doing that so for me it's different you know what i mean because i'm like nope i got one plant and that thing's doing awesome now and i'm ready to get two or three more and that's it yeah. two or three more plants and then then i'll see and then maybe uh <laughs> that's maybe. actually really interesting yeah starting it's a with a thing. plant then a goldfish then a dog yeah it's a it's a common thing that psychologists tell people to do you know because and you'll see it too man like i i was terrible to my to my plant for the first uh few months really you know? yeah because you have to think about that thing you can't just let it go a week because it'll go yeah. a week yeah it'll go a week without water and stuff but you can't let it go a week like you'll see it all looking ugly and stuff until you till you finally get to where that thing is taking up some some space in your brain and you're yeah. getting it every day and it starts to flourish and look really really good and then you can do that for several plants, you know, and maybe you can take care of another living, yeah. breathing thing. So uh, for me, it's slower for me, mm-hmm. for me, like, uh, you know, but. um, Yeah, so part of part of taking care of yourself means knowing that about yourself and seeing what you've got room for. And if yeah. you don't have room for other things other than relationship, then it's cool. Then you can get back into preparing yourself for a relationship that much sooner, you mm-hmm. know. Maybe you don't need any time. You know, one of the the things that I like a recurring like thought isn't like it's weird because I don't feel sad or anything like that. You know, like there's more. And, and maybe because like I analyze things a bunch, it's like I start to look at stuff and I was like, how did how did I get how did it get this far with all those things that I looked at or that I noticed, but didn't act upon or should have said something about, you know what I'm saying? And it's not like, it's not anything about regret. It's just analyzing it. It's, you know, like after a prod, after something gets done and you do like a postmortem, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, yeah. where could this have, uh, where could you have done something different or, or whatever? And it's, it's just interesting seeing, as I have gotten older, the things that I accept and the things that I expect um, and, and just sort of viewing all those different moments and all those events and stuff like that and being like, man, the person now would not tolerate any of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and And it's not out of any sort of there's no malice. There's no anger. There's just like, damn, I was not as aware as I thought that I was back then. Yes. Yeah, definitely know that feeling. That's weird. How do you navigate through that? Well, one thing I recognize, and this is why I I think I give so much credence to temperament as I get older, is Mm -hmm. you can develop temperament earlier and earlier in life if you have the appropriate experience i always go back to upbringing and not having a dad and different stuff and when i realized like dang i know why i tolerated that mm-hmm. because your temperament's not there you you have like a taste for it. it's the same effect that a young lady who's raised really well by two parents has what mostly what saves her she doesn't have an appetite for certain bullshit 
Mm-hmm. And that that above anything, like you don't have to uh, accidentally avoid shellfish if you're if you're allergic to it. Like you end up doing a good job of avoiding peanuts when you're allergic to them, you know, mm-hmm. or avoiding any food that you don't like the taste of. And that's how it is, I think, with your temperament. Sometimes in relationships and dealing with people, you can't you look back and you're like, why did I ever tolerate that? Well, you didn't you didn't develop. It's not that you that you uh, were stupid or naive or something, you simply, you could tolerate it. Mm. And and it changes when you can't tolerate something. It's like, like not being attracted to somebody. You don't accidentally find yourself in the bed with people that you're not sexually attracted with. And like, dang, I wish I could have it stop happening. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you manage, you manage to not have that happen. And it's the same way with your uh, psycho and um, psycho and emotional stuff. The things that are made up of what uh, makes your relationships possible. Cause I feel that exact same way about a lot of things that change in my life. It's like, you know, it's nothing. It's just, I steal lines from, from people I hear at work in different places, more well-adjusted people I'm around, but I find myself saying no worries a lot now because it's, it communicates the right thing, but yeah. you know, there may be a lot more behind it in, in the last year of my life, dealing with moving out here and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. There are some things that, uh, that I don't know if I ever even brought them up to my significant really? other. Yeah. But it may not be all of the reasons why may not be there, you know, and even when people, ask me about it. I don't give it. I don't give it. That's how my, where my headspace is at. No, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to like lay it all out either. It's just no worries. Everything's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? And cause I don't do that when I say I don't want to eat, uh, I don't, I don't want to eat pork. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't explain it. I'm just like, no, no, no I don't do it. I don't drink, you know, it's yeah. the same way. I think sometimes you have to experience it. And I've always wondered that because being around people that would complain about people not listening to the elders and stuff and all my older brothers and stuff. I always wondered when I would argue with them, like something is different that we, uh, that we don't understand because you guys always say, ah, nobody wants to listen. Y'all young folks don't want to listen. Everybody does what they want to do, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, obviously our understanding of what it takes to communicate and get people to follow your instructions is different than what we think it is because mm-hmm. it keeps on happening. You know, yeah. teen pregnancy keeps on happening. All mm-hmm. this other stuff keeps on happening. So telling somebody what you've been through is clearly not enough. That ain't That's how it's learned. Yeah. And so um, and now I finally get it that I'm older and it's a lot to do with, with, with temperance and building up a new lack of tolerance mm-hmm. for something. So, that, you know, it, when you ask how I navigate it, that's uh, that's what. What, how I think about it. If I, if I find myself doing something I don't want to do, I'm like, Oh, I'm not sick of it yet. I'm not mm-hmm. sick of doing that. Or right, how do I get sick of it sooner? You know what I mean? Like, how do mm. I, how do I make myself think about where this would ha- have me ending up so I can start to develop a disgust sooner? And so when I think about the thing I'm tolerating or doing right now, mm-hmm. and I think about like trying to play that out in my head. All the way to it's to it gets bad enough to it. Uh, imagining the future of that activity gets bad enough to where it's something that it disgusts me in the very moment. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you can start working it backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might be able to tolerate it right now, but what does this lead? What does this lead to in five years? In five years, what? What? what how? How crazy? would I be going through this or if I'm unhappy about something, then you can start to develop that without having to maybe 
learn it the hard way or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think for one thing for me, I've, I've certainly learned to be more, um, I I don't want to say like open, but somehow it's just gotten a lot easier to talk about like how I'm feeling. And, And maybe I feel like I was decent about it. Um, just because this is something that I would do like every Sunday, you know, every episode I would somehow yeah. be talking about some kind of emotion. So I, I got pretty, I got good about it, but something in the past like month or two has, it's just, well, I guess just with everything happened, there's, there's this new type of acceptance to it. Like, I don't, I mean, there's literally no reservations. I can talk mm-hmm. about like, Oh, I feel this way or I don't have a problem with like asking why something is a certain way or I don't know. It just, maybe it's this feeling of being somewhat untethered now. Um, and, and I, and I, it sounds negative to say it like that. It really does, but I don't know what other, um, I don't know what other term to use. Like I've always thought that if you're, if you're with something or if you're, I mean, if you're with someone, you should always feel ungrounded yet untethered and grounded in that relationship or grounded in that person or whatever, but still untethered at the same time where you can feel whatever you want to feel and be okay with it or experience what you ever want to experience and be okay with it. And, um, and maybe I have started to really, the relationship that I've been developing, I guess, is that one with myself. And, um, and it has just gotten, it's gotten better in, in terms of like the shit that I can talk about or, or openly feel or, or whatever. And again, I don't want to say that I, what I was bad about that. Truthfully, I just think it was received the wrong way and, and, and like invalidated, you know, but, um, we can't put it on other people to, to, fully understand how we're feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. And that's a, that's an interesting thing, man, because one, you can never, ever be in a situation where you feel like that and you can't talk about your feeling, your feelings fully. That's not ever gonna, mm-hmm. ever gonna going to be healthy, but you know, I don't know what you're referring to specifically, mm-hmm. but I know the dynamic you're talking about. And yeah, I also know I've seen people at least be in that situation. That's one one of the driving factors. Me, I don't know like when to shut up. I might be expressing my feelings or something about something too much. Mm. But I've seen, but I've seen people who carry on that way, and I'm thinking like I don't know, I don't know how to exist, uh, and I'm still learning. As like you know, I don't know how to exist without being always you know upfront about my feelings. I'm learning how to be effective with, with, by withholding, I don't mean in romantic relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would reply there as well. Yeah. It, it, it would, it would apply in that situation as well. The, mm-hmm. Like learning, like, man, I didn't know people were taking me this way. Oh, I didn't know yes. people that I was being so literal because I was raised to, to always speak your mind and speak your feelings, but at the same time, be very, very self accountable to your own mm-hmm. feelings. But when people who are, are, a little bit more emotionally codependent or, and I don't mean that negatively either. Yeah, no, no, they, no. they take expressions of your feelings, like, like as a, uh, comment on your relationship to them. I find that's interesting. I was talking with 
my leadership and stuff. And, and, and we, I was like, dude, you gotta say what, like, don't hold nothing back. Say what you're thinking or whatever. And what he had said was some surprising things. I was like, wow, the team felt this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like you. I'm like, well, it's them taking it wrong, but it doesn't matter. The ma- yeah. What matters is as a man, you're having an effect that you don't want. So you want to mm-hmm. look into that and get to the bottom of it. But I was really surprised. And it, and, and it goes back to all relationships. It's worth it to be around people that don't feel that way about you and don't take you that way. Cause I never, I'm, you know, I've got great relationships in other areas where that does not happen. And I ask myself, why is this person never, ever, I've known them 20 years, just like I've known this, you, why have they never, uh, you know, misinterpreted me or thought I was being snarky or kind of seeing there's something like, no, fuck you. You're just insecure. And you're saying yeah. that I've got, I've got to be responsible for your emotions. Oh so man. Still, <laughs> yeah. It's so still you don't, Get mad at them. You just realize, oh, that's how you identify a bad, like a bad relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. or a relationship that's not going to be more than that. And you just, you just, you know, move on because I have that all around me, you know, and I'm like, what, what, why, why does this other person not take me that way? And I'll ask people too. I asked my friend, um, I was talking about you, uh, Friday to, to Gary and I was, we were talking or whatever. And, um, and um, I, I ask him stuff like that all the time. Like, hey, man, do I do this or do, am I wrong? And sometimes it's it, it's so it feels so good when a friend tells you no way. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, no, man, you're you're better than that. And this is what's happening. Dog. That's what I like. Man. You should always. And you feel like, oh, OK, because every now and then we, we get to thinking that it's us and we need to adjust ourselves. And sometimes we do. But it's also OK to realize that, you know, you 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 sometimes there's a reason why there's uh, incongruence in, in, in relationships and it's okay for, for people to go their own ways because of that. It's like, that's all right too. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably one of the, the, I don't, I guess maybe the, the hardest pills to swallow. It's, it's not, I mean, I, I guess it's not a hard pills. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? But it's it's understanding that, like, it's OK for things for for there to be an incongruence in, in how you all express and receive emotions and feelings and all that kind of stuff. And if that if that stuff's not equal, it's OK to back away from it, you know, yeah. and just be like, look, this is going to take a type of work that is not sustainable because it's going to be because also if you you'll have to also account any sort of baggage or any sort of shit that that either person is dealing with that leads to why your uh why you all aren't seeing uh, eye to eye on certain things you know for me i have we have come from we've come from nothing you know yeah we were first generation americans it's we didn't we didn't have the 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 privileges or the the amounts of chances that other people get. So I have like when it comes to certain things, I'm just like, how are you not good at like, how do you not understand this? Like, but that's because we were forced to understand this because there was no no one had our back. You know, we have no relatives. We have no anything like that. So we had to be on all the fucking time. We had to be sharp all the time. And it's like, and it's not that in, in a way there's almost like, 
there's less room for for failure for us because there's so many people out there who if they don't get it right, dude, like they'll never they'll never get forward. You know, so there was this like added pressure, if you will, to to make it or to or, or to do well or something like that. And I will never feel bad about the way that I was raised or, or, you know, because I do feel that it, it has given me, um, it's gotten me to where I am. You know what I mean? But, uh, I, I do wish that there was, I do wish that I could have had those opportunities that I think other people get to, um, I don't, I don't want to say to screw up or whatever. The, I don't know if I'm wording this right, but you get where I'm going, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like multiple chances to just do whatever, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Like yeah, multiple man. parachutes, like all these Bro, it, it's parachutes. I talk, it's literal I talk parachutes. About it. I talk about it. Like it's very few people that can articulate that on a, on a mass social scale. Cause it's one of those things that you don't, you can't see it. I think yeah. um, someone quoted pretty Patrice O'Neill, uh, uh, to today and it was surprising me some some random video I was watching but P- Patrice O'Neill said uh racism is like a Bigfoot <laughs> you know, he's uh-huh. like you just don't know what's saying but everybody keeps yeah, seeing everyone, it. everyone can see it yeah everybody keeps running to it but it's funny because it's like that um, when you're describing those parachutes and how it's different for some people and how that shapes your emotional disposition and how that determines your temperament and how that determines what you can tolerate and what the possible successful relationships for you are. Mm-hmm. People don't know that you come up and go through an experience life differently. I'm still dealing with it, man. It's like, it's not okay for me to ever be wrong. Yeah. Like, it's funny. I'm like literally dealing with it week to week and it's been going great at work, but I keep having to check this one kid, this one snarky kid, like that's teaching me something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he seems to be apparently a little younger than me. He could be my age, but he seems a little younger. And um, I probably got one, what I call turnover. Mm-hmm. I've been in the IT long enough to see the technologies turnover mm-hmm. and see older guys like where they can't catch on to the new one. I got a networking degree and I remember when networking changed. I remember when virtualization came in and I remember all those guys, some of them at bluegrass where I used to work, mm-hmm. like not getting a virtualized switch and being annoyed by it. Cause they were circuit switch guys. Yeah. They were older school and they were used to every switch meant an interface. They didn't understand that you could have multiple. Like, and I remember I was like, dang, is that going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. So then virtualization hit real big and I, and I, I digested it. No big deal. Then the cloud hit real big and I digested yeah. no big deal. And now the other abstractions of like, um, scaling mm-hmm. and, uh, codifying everything. And I'm struggling to get it before I'm too old to feel anything more in my brain. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that'll probably be the last one for me. Yeah. The next thing I'm like, fuck it. I ain't going to have the, the, I ain't going to relearn. I'll still always be involved, but I'll be moving at turtle, turtle speed yeah. and not be able to be a rock star in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm saying all that is like all I did to make myself like available, like, so uh, this kid comes along and he's right out of, you know, the little coding camps or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they all do and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, that's interesting how y'all got these SJW like softy things. I'm known to being a little hard ass or whatever, mm-hmm. like about serious about getting stuff done. And everyone's always, you know, 
so, try to soften Martin up. But at the same time, when I, I wear everything out, I wear everything on my sleeve. And I'm like, hey, I'm learning this. And they've elite it's, it's like that joke that Louis C.K. made when the kid was complaining about the Wi-Fi on the airplane. Mm-hmm, like they mm-hmm. don't like realize they're flying through the air magically. Like you have no reason to complain. And so that phenomena of not knowing how other people uh, perceive an experience and have different temperaments and how it um, shows up in relationships is really interesting to me because I'm telling you, people don't know like what you just mentioned. And you said, how, how can you not know this? What you're talking about is those situations in relationships or, or whatever we're talking about right now where someone doesn't get where you're coming from. But you're like, this has been like a cornerstone of my whole life. Like this is my whole trajectory is based out of this particular reality. How do you not know? And what I've yeah. come to learn is, man, people, people do not know. People mm-hmm. do not know. I think it was Chris or somebody, one of you guys had said a few talks ago how I was describing that same thing where people take their station in life a little more seriously than I do. Mm. Like I take it serious about what I'm interested in, passionate and curious about, but I don't take the station, the designation is serious. Like I don't, I don't care about, you know, having a degree or anything like that or having a nice job. It's just those, those, that's just where, what I want to do is at. You yeah. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't consider myself like a high IQ intellectual. It's just what I'm interested in is in that category. You know yeah. what I mean? The stuff yes. that I'm interested in happens to further, but other people, they, they have these different, like more curated textbook. I don't know what you call it. Lives. And those, those things mean way more to them. And so now I know how to be a little bit more sensitive and I think considerate of people because somebody I would say is kind of square, but they it could mean a whole lot to them, you know, mm-hmm. like the the whole generic white picket fence kind of suburban marriage thing, yeah. you know, where I'm just like, I want to break generational curses and, you know, survive as long as I can and make it better for the next, you know. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, one of the I wanted to also bring up the thing that we were talking about earlier today, how um, when you when you do make yourself available to to feel or to express emotions like it's it happens so quickly, how much other people kind of catch on. And, um, you know, I wanted to talk again about how I was upfront with my with my job about what was going on. And I was like, you know, look, if I am like aloof or if I'm not performing as I should, um, this is what's happening. And, and my boss was just so incredible about it. And, um, yeah, he was like, okay, what I don't want you to do is sit there and work tirelessly. You've got to take time away. You've got to try and take care of yourself. He's like, we've got like free counselors. We've got all this other kind of stuff that's going on. And, uh, and I was like, no, that's, that's good. I've been, you know, I've been talking to people, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, when I started really being, I guess, more open about what's going on, it was cool because, and not open in the sense that, that I was just going and like telling everything because I am a little bit, I'm, I'm decently private. Um, I will, I'll, I won't, I'll say, Hey, this is what's happening, but I won't really go into like details and stuff like that. Um, but 
when I start allowing myself to sort of like, okay, wear those emotions on your face or something like that. You don't have to put on all that kind of stuff, you know, after having a, a meeting and this was over zoom, one of my coworkers, you know, just, you know, asked, sent me a message in Slack and was just like, Hey man, do you have some time to, to, to talk after this zoom meeting? I was like, yeah. And so we jump in and he was just like, man, you just, you look like you've been carrying something. And, uh, I was like, actually. And so I tell him what's going on and he was just like, yeah, same man. That's, that's something that a lot of us in this, in this industry deal with is, is managing relationships and when they, when they aren't working and how you handle that, because he's, he was just like, look, we're, we're all in this type of field. We all are a bunch of nerds who make a lot of money. And it's like, we are in a relationship and it's like, you think that just because of the way that a lot of us grew up, it's like, Oh, just provide that. That's all you've got to do because we are, you know, we're handling all these different things that we have going on at work. And of course you're going to do still do stuff at home, but it's almost, it seems like it's something that does hit our industry. And I say our industry because you and I are both in tech. Um, it is harder, I think to, to, to sort of maintain something. It seems like, yeah. And, and, and maybe it is because we're all dealing with systems and we're dealing with this, that, or the other. And it's just like, especially in this field, it, you're always on call, if you will. Yeah. You know, you like are. if, yeah. if, yeah, if, if anything happens, if anything goes wrong, like you have to make yourself available. I keep a laptop with me now everywhere I go, you know? Um, and so that's one of those things. Like if, if I ever need to jump on, if I ever need to do something, like I always have the ability to do something if I need to. And, um, yeah, I just didn't realize how much that does affect people in that industry. And it's like, you, you almost have to surround yourself with people who kind of understand that and, and empathize and, and yeah, like, if man. You, yeah. And it's like, you can't like, you can't be in this field and then the person you're in a relationship is in not really low stress, but like, I don't know how to, to say it where, where they're not like having to be on or having to sort of separate or something. Cause there are some fields where people can like be away from work and really be away from work. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't happen for us. Yeah, it sure doesn't. And, um, that uh, that's cool that uh, your coworker said that and recognized it because I've had to, I've wanted to say that to people recently as well and, and not known how to. I'm gonna take that I'm gonna take that language and use it with someone who I'm worried about at, at work. I, you know, mm-hmm. you can just see it through Zoom that they're you know they're not in the place and I've checked on them a couple of times and I'm a younger tech yeah tech, yeah yeah and I'm just really proud of her and mm-hmm. and uh, um and uh. And so she, she intimated a little bit of what was going on, but, um, yeah, I, that, that's such a good way of putting it. You know, what he said to you, look like you're carrying something, a way to kind of broach that conversation to see, to check in on you. And yeah. also, I, I've never heard anyone describe that, that our industry had particular problems with that because it certainly makes sense. And, yeah. and, um, that's the, that's the situation that I'm sort of intimating to. And I've said before on the podcast that it comes at a cost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Performing at this high level, it ain't all, you know, peaches and cream and stuff, you know, some, yeah. some of it's a little bit 
problematic and it costs me, you know, in, in my relationships in different areas. And, and I don't, I can't maintain, in fact, yeah, a romantic like, relationship even if I wanted to right now. But I, I'm so afraid of not being something or getting somewhere in life that, you know, I'm willing to deal with that. I'm like, uh, uh, trade a trade off you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm trading for for that i'd rather go through um not having anyone to share my life with than than like being so miserable and feeling like like i'm just melting in some terrible relationship while i'm just going through the motions and grinding and yeah. um you know that's and that's something that i that i certainly don't want to ever like i i'm not a fan of going through um going through the motions yeah yeah but if i'm not if i'm not sort of derailed if you will in the sense of like all i will assume that everything is fine unless i get the notion that it's not yeah and so do what i said i follow you yeah and it's like it seems easy for me to just say Hey, something, something doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't like it. And I'll just say it, you know, but, um, and that, I think that is because in our field, there is something that notifies you when something is wrong, Yeah, you know? (laughs) And so if there's a failure somewhere, it's like, okay, so you just tend to be like that. So if it's, but when you're surrounded by, when you're surrounded by that kind of stuff for so long, you, I feel like you do lose that ability to just be like, Hey, are, are you good? Is everything okay? Hey, you're, you're, you're onto something there, man. I wonder how much that's affected me because there was a time when for philosophical reasons, I was, you know, more deliberately stoic, but I don't know if it's not, uh, as we mentioned before the other day, like, I don't know if, if now it's not, you know, a, uh, a loss of of capacity, a loss of the ability to be better in relationships. I'm not trying to I'm trying yeah, to say yeah, it yeah. in some some goofy ass way. So people listen, don't know what I'm saying. I don't wonder if I've gotten worse at it. Mm-hmm. And I worry about that because I will not lose to even the things I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of, I've been thinking about it a lot. That's why I canceled all my Netflix and stuff like that. I'm thinking, what can I give up? What digital tool and digital indulgences can I give up? I'm really seriously thinking about giving up the smartphone the next time. Mm-hmm. Like I w- if they, if they convince me to buy a Google five, a, a, a pixel five, I'd be very, very impressed. I don't see what they can do in the next pixel to make me buy it. I'll keep this one until it's old and janky. And then I'll get a much simpler phone. I'm yeah. thinking about that. I want to live in some more rule again, the next house one really? more year here. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about all of that because if it would give me more, more of my humanity back, I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do, I'm not, I don't want to lose to my own ambitions, you know, that's because, very interesting. I don't want to lose to my own ambitions either. And that's something that like in, in this whole thing, like I've, I'm learning to, if um, I'm learning to just be like, okay, you can, I haven't, dude, I haven't lived in an apartment since straight up. I haven't lived in an apartment since I was 18. I, yeah. No. Yeah. Since I was no 20, no 20, 21, because I bought my first house at 22. So like I haven't lived in a apartment since then. And now, and now I'm in one. 
And it's so different, um, especially also having a roommate. I like, bro, I can more than take care of my own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like learning to simplify like that was that kind of falls in line with what you were saying. Like one of the biggest things I've really tried to do is simplify stuff. I can, of course, easily maintain that, you know, my house that, that yeah. I still have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was just like, OK, if that's what you want, if that's so important to you, you can have it. I don't care. You know, if, if yeah. the other stuff is so important to you, I don't care. You can have it. And mm-hmm. so going through and, and yeah, it sucked. Like, you know, I had to look on my, I get that weekly uh, report from mint and it was like, Hey, why did you spend $3,000 last week? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh. well, <laughs> because just having to restart, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, okay. So doing that, but still keeping things very simple. Yeah. Like I thought that I would like lose my mind, but dude, I'm fucking coasting, man. Like, Oh really? Are you serious? How do you know yet? How do you know so soon? Dude, I just feel like it feels like functionally, functionally. Uh huh. I feel like it's like, okay, I can wake up. I go and take a shower. I'll go and work out. Yeah. I come back. I get, you know, I, I do all that before my nine o'clock meetings. I go through that do my thing, go walk my dog, you know, yeah. eat some lunch, socialize with people or something like that. Get yeah. back to work, walk my dog again, go work out. Like it just seems simple, yeah. you know? And like, there's, there's less that I sort of think about, but yeah. then also there's less, there's more that I can sort of do. Like, I guess when you're, when you're by yourself, like it's, I can go out to eat every day if I want to, you know, like there's certain yeah, things where yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't fucking want to cook this entire week. Like, I, I think I ate out like That's right. once every, almost every day and still saved money. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so yeah. weird that it's like, okay, I can just go and, you know, go and grab something. And, and that's what it is. I think like every breakfast was prepped. Um, most lunches, no, some lunches were prepped. The the other times I just went out and got something. And there's that simplicity of like, okay, not having to do dishes or not having to prepare yeah. something. There's yeah. a lot to be said about that. And I, sure. dude, I'm the, the one thing that I thought that I would miss is like mowing my lawn and taking care of my pool and doing all those other things. And I didn't yeah. realize how much mental capacity that took, even at this, at this apartment complex, they have like valet trash pickup. Yeah, I feel like, dude, I feel like a fucking house cat. Like I literally, you don't, you know, house cats don't have to do anything. They yeah. just exist. And like you, a human comes right. through and picks up your shit for you and feeds you and all this other stuff. Like they have yeah, valet man. trash pickup. I literally take my trash bag, set it outside of my door and someone comes and gets it. Like yeah, it's man. so, so weird simplifying things like that. And, um, it's, I think it's, it's been a good thing being able to, Mm-hmm. to have that right now. I think that if anyone yeah. goes through a type of situation, like the, the, the best thing you can do is simplify life a little bit. And so yeah, man. Uh, when you say that you want to live, I guess, sort of off the grid and, you know, in the, in the country and all that kind of stuff, it really made me think of the things that I'm trying to do right now. Now, yeah. the one thing that I'm struggling with is wanting to like, 
treat myself, if you will, like buy something. I was, I was very, very close, very, very close to spending money on a, on a new truck, you know? And I was like, do you really need to drop, you know, like nearly 60 K on a fucking, you know what I'm saying? Or or finance that much money. And it's like, no, you don't need to go and have some fun with some other stuff. Enjoy what you have. Like, don't be so quick. And and my friend had told me, was like, Hey, any big decision, give it three days. And I think on like day two, I was like, okay, I don't need to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, but it's, that's even something. And and to go back to what we were talking about a little earlier with time being your, you know, I guess you can say your biggest friend or your greatest enemy. Um, that was something that I just needed was just time. Like really, really, really think about that. Cause I think a lot of people in situations like these, you want to make uh, rash decisions uh, in the, in the act of, or in the pursuit of just feeling better for a second, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes you just need the only thing that can help you feel better is time. But again, if you're an impatient person and you're very results driven, um, time can be your enemy. Yeah. I see. Yeah. See, that's how, that's how I think we're, uh, we're, we're a little different and I know exactly where you're at, but I don't know what I would do because I don't require the same things that you do. See, the solitude alone is what re-energizes me. So when, when I left Bowling Green, I left in like a bad shape, but I went mm. to a great, awesome experience. Had a fly, one of those modern apartments like what you're living in, mm-hmm. in downtown Nashville, midtown Nashville. Nothing have to worry about, you know, I parked safely inside in a, a private parking, you know, it was just mm-hmm. safe. You didn't have to think about it. I loved it for three years. So I could just focus on work and you know that's how i energize and i come out here again i'm just doing it to like i said i'm only doing this to sell hopefully sell this house but you know it becomes all that stuff that you got to take care of Mm -hmm. and i can't i can hardly get around to doing any of it and i don't i don't like it you know and i'm like if i'm gonna do this mm -mm, i don't like it i'm like if i'm gonna do this i want to do because now i'm like you know Got had bought a bunch of stuff. Still got got replenishing all my tools that I sold when I moved down here. Mm -hmm. And so what I guess what I'm saying is I want to balance between the the two. I want it to count for something. Like, and I've always wondered when people were older. I've seen older men in my family, older men that I mentor me, whatever. Like why they get like that? It's Mm -hmm. like they want more and more and more and more solitude. I'm a neurotic, so I like the sprawl of of a downtown. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Like I like it. It balances you out. People that are neurotic do good in chaotic spaces like that. Mm-hmm. And all that energy around me and the ability that I can hop downstairs and just go to an amazing restaurant just by walking down to my building. is kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I, so I got that experience, you know, and um, it's a trade off. You know, I didn't it was sleep wasn't as good because it never got dark. Yeah. All the lights and stuff. But at the same time, you don't have to worry about all those things like mowing yards and shit. It just drives me crazy. I hate really? the whole idea of taking care of grass. But <laughs> if I had like a nice piece of land, I'd feel different about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm doing it because you can't let it get too bad because you got other people will judge from you. Here. Yeah. And stuff like that. You know what I mean? And and, and, I, and I don't I, I don't care about what people think of me, but I but I don't want to give them a poor I do care that I don't want to punish them with a poor presentation. Yes. So I'm, I, I will, it's a subtle difference for me. I don't give a fuck if my neighbor's mother yard, but I, but I do give a fuck that I wouldn't like to look at a nasty yard. You get yes. what I'm saying? So and I that's won't the be big, that guy. Yeah. 
that's the big thing with like living in subdivisions, if you will. Yeah. yeah it's, man. it's not so much that they think that, and this is, this is, could go for a lot of things. It's not so much that yeah. they want your yard to be better, but they feel better about their yard when they know mm-hmm. that your yard is also taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like they feel better about their yeah. home or their whatever, when they know it's, it's, it's a bit of that, like, or, if you want to call it organic solidarity or something like that, it will yeah. drive them fucking crazy if they know that your shit isn't balanced, you know? Yeah. And that's something to be said, even with how people perceive my new relationship status or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, it fucks with people's head that, that I'm single. Yes. <laughs> you know? It, yes. uh, and it's, it's, it kind of drives me a little, a little bit crazy. Um, yes. Because it's like, Hey, guess what? Like it's, they, there's this, there is this unspoken of expectation that they, that they've had before. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's, uh, that's weird, man. Someone I talk, or well, a guy I like, uh, polite is his name, uh, 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 a public intellectual, half a scammer, uh, really conscious and super intelligent dude. But he was talking about Nick Cannon's situation. He had mentioned that too. And I just feel so good when someone says what I feel is reasonable intellectual examination of something that has nuance in it. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to tell like, hey, black people, we got a sickness. Y'all love when we like fuck up and and like someone's getting kicked and we, we need to to say nothing but positive stuff. We need to say, it's like I was telling you about Kanye. Mm-hmm. We lose a draw, all our armchair philosophy and stuff like that. I am just done with beating down my people. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. whatever's wrong with brother, it's wrong with me too. So mm-hmm. why, why do I have the energy to like, Oh, look, Kanye, he needs, he needs, he needs medical attention. Mm-hmm. Which one of us doesn't? Yeah. We they, all they, need medical they, they, they attention. Come, so like, why say that? You ain't you ain't saying nothing. Like, all right, let's get behind Kanye. This is gonna be crazy, man. Let's see if we can get Kanye to pass some shit. Because guess what? We didn't get Obama to pass anything on our behalf. He did yeah. shit for the LGBT community. He did shit for veterans. He did shit for the Jewish. He didn't do nothing for us. So like, wh- what do you really got to say? What the hell? Let's give it a fucking go. For all I care, yeah. it's be- it's better than doing what we are doing, which is so completely mediocre and mundane and ineffectual like oh just so easy to everyone just sitting there like they speaking with psychological i mean psychiatrist authority when they mm. all like he needs he needs help he hasn't done a single thing to me that alarms me yeah. he got depressed after his mom dad and i see him doing stuff on stage like he wouldn't complete concerts and stuff yeah. that's that that was he was going through something the rest of this shit I don't see how he's not doing even crazier things at his level of fame and fortune and stuff. Like I'm done acting like that's a big deal. It's not. I got fucking uncles that's schizophrenic for real. You know what I mean? That's alcoholic, cold turkey, quit for real and lost their mind. What the fuck are you talking about? So what I'm, what I'm, why was I saying all this? Because yeah, when people, people want you to be where they, where they want you to be. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I want to, I want to examine that one day. We should, because like, how do you feel about that? When people feel some it, kind of way about your relationship so that, how did it, you it take was, it? I, so there was one specific moment, like uh, maybe it was last week where I had, I had people like call me and they were like, Oh, I was checking through uh, Facebook and 
And uh, it, just saying that, I was like, God damn it. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Starting off that. You know way. what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. my Facebook is like communist propaganda and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, wh- how much fucking digging did you have to do past the memes, past the other shit until you found, you know, whatever? Why couldn't you just ask me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so they were like, well, you know, I went through Facebook and I saw this and, uh, you know, uh, I just wanted to call you and say whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then it's like, do you want to, can we, can we meet up and, you know, like get dinner? And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, I yeah. don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, and it's, it's nothing against us. It's, it's just the approach. It's like, I feel like I'm just there to appease your sensibilities. Like, what do you want to hear from me? Do you want me to tell you like, oh man, my, my life's a fucking wreck. Like, no, uh-huh. I went there and I was like, Hey bro, I did what I had to do. I make a fuckload of money. I'm okay. Like, yeah. I'm not sweat. Like this, yeah. this, this had to happen. It's all right. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to move forward. I've learned a lot. Like, yeah. I know what I expect now. I'm going to do better the next time. Like, what yeah. what, what do you want to hear? Do you want me to be in a fucking pile of this? Do you want me to be in all this Dog, other stuff? You just put like, something back in my head. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get back on Facebook. God. You know, and I'm going to get was, back on Facebook and see what the fuck happens. Yeah. So, you know, the and, and pe- it's like people didn't understand. I, I, I also yeah. realized how much people don't know me like they thought. Like, yeah. There was, you know, when I would tell them the things that I and I'm doing my air quotes gave up, you know, yeah. like they were like, you didn't ask for anything. I was like, yeah, I asked for one thing. Change your name back because that's the most important fucking thing to me. Yeah. Like, that's it. I don't care about all the other shit. I do not care. But my name is everything. And you don't get that. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Of course. And so. Like and 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 maybe it's because of how I was raised, where we were taught that that is the most important thing. And if your name is attached to someone, you make sure that you do everything possible to make sure that they live the best life possible, or they do this or do that or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but everything else, I don't fucking care about, bro. You know what I mean? Um, now I understand that uh, that there's certain things like functionally that I got to do, you know, certain financial stuff, but like my name yeah. at the end of the day, dude. Yeah, I don't. That just doesn't go to anyone. You That's know? right. That's right. And rest but, of that ain't shit for a man. Yeah, In fact, you'll you'll have fun reaccumulating if there's something material that, that you're doing. You'll have fun. You said it, Mark. You'll have fun doing that. That ain't shit. You said it to me that day when I when I was, you know, you were just like. Why are you don't know? That's not a man. You don't fight for a fucking house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was, you said, that's not being a man. I was like, you know what? That's not. If that's, yeah. if that's what anyone wants. Yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I, you get, you get another one and another one. Like you, you, that, that ain't, that ain't like where you want to. Yeah. yeah you don't, you don't like you. I don't know how to put it into words, but yeah, you just, Yeah. Loss and letting go of something is something that a man masters. You don't, you don't, you don't bitch up and like try to, it ain't what you do. Yeah. Like you master that stuff because mm-hmm. that's what, like you're above it. Those are things that you created. All that's a reality that you created. And that yeah. was your third joint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that ain't nothing. You can do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, it's like, yeah. Anything and, else resourceful. That, that is something that I've, 
you know, when I see other people that are, that are going through similar things, I now look at it and, you know, 2020 is, Oh my God, everything is fucking failing for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you look at all the things that are going wrong and how it, it and how it has affected multiple relationships. And so there are, I do have other friends that are going through similar things. And when I talk to them and hear like, okay, like, what are you guys doing? It's, it's stuff with like property and whatnot. And I'm just like, yeah. wow, yeah. where did I get to a point where I just don't care about yeah. that kind and of stuff? And there's a point where, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like those those crazy stories you hear where a guy gets messed up and happens. Don't go for that. I was just in the, in the context that you were asking me about that. I was making sure that it wasn't pettiness or spite. Yeah. Or like a diss, like, cause a dude can do that. You can, you can, you can like drop a chicken, like, let me show you where you'll really be at. You know what I mean? Don't, I was saying, don't, don't leave chaos because that counts. The other thing doesn't count when a man creates a bad situation, you have to pay for that. Yes. And that's all I'm saying. If you can get out of it without doing that. Yeah. That's why I was saying. Like if I, if I had the means, I would set my ex up with apartment, you know, make sure stuff's caught up and, mm-hmm. and, and break off easy. And like, because it ain't about the material things. It's just that a man, I'm just superstitious and spiritual like that about, it. I just like, when you come, it's like this, I have a stepdaughter, mm-hmm. but I will always be in the exact same capacity for her. She mm-hmm. happens to be really a lot like her folks and she don't fuck with me very much, but that's okay. But she yeah. little, little, little does she know she can get anything she needs from me yeah. for e- forever and for always because I can't for her life. I, yes. And, you know, that's what I was talking about. But like, no, on the, you know, functional, practical side of it, no, get your, material, you know, what you put your energy and stuff to, but just don't cause any damage or stress. Like, yeah. you know, if you, if you, you don't have to like maintain their forward lifestyle. You get what mm-hmm. I mean? But at the same time, you can hand it over to like, all right, if you want to handle it, because that's what you're handing over. You're saying yeah. oh, no longer responsible for you. Yeah. You think you want these responsibilities? Here you go. Cause that's, that's what they are. They're not like, they're not like a, a thing that's taken for granted. Those mm-hmm. are responsibilities. It ain't. Like it ain't, it ain't just free to maintain a house and vehicles and be able to go to vacation a couple of times, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So yeah, 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 yeah. I was just saying like, cause I'm no fucking, I'm not the person to listen to about a relationship or anything, but oh man, I've got plenty of men, you know, to look at as examples I've seen go through that stuff. And you just, you just, uh, it's just like, it's nothing, man, to get it back as a dude. It's nothing. Yeah. That's, and that's something that I've certainly uh, come to terms with that. I can, all the stuff I can, I can get that back. And maybe that's because you and I are both in privileged positions where we do well and all that kind of shit. Like I, I, I'd be foolish to, to discount that, you know, yeah. I'd be extremely foolish to discount that. But, uh, you know, at the same, at the same time, I'm still thankful that it has given me the clarity to, um, to say like, look, that stuff doesn't, doesn't, um, matter. Like I can, I can rebuild if I need to. And just like you had said, my, if you, if you want to call it ex stepdaughter, she'll always be my stepdaughter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No matter what, like I learned very early on that I don't need blood to call someone my family. Yeah. And she yeah. will, as long as I'm, as long as I have a pulse, she will be set up, you know? And yeah. that's just, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, if she just needs something, she'll just, she can reach out and just ask me and it'll, it'll likely happen. Um, but that's just how, that's how I choose to be. 
I think that's the right and responsible way to be. Um, but yeah, I think that there's over time there, there's certainly going to be a lot of Yo, changes, you sound man. really robotic. Did you know you sound really robotic? I don't no. know. Me or you. I'm sitting okay. right next to my computer. Now you sound all right. I'm no, sitting I, right I next to my from, computer. I, I took a step away from okay. my So Okay. Um, yeah, it sounds really wild. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I certainly want to, I know that, that things will, uh, things will certainly change and my, probably my views will change in the, in the coming months. But I do want to make a point to be able to have moments like these where I can, uh, air out what's going on in my head as much as, as much as I can, you know, um, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be some things I just kind of, I don't want to say withhold, but I just don't want to talk to you. Know I'm saying? I was like, okay, just leave it here. Uh, but it little by little, uh, I think it's, it's good to, to get it out. Um, and so I just wanted to say thanks for, for listening for, you know, an hour and stuff. And I hope that those people who listen to this episode can understand that like uh, this situation is not, I think everyone goes through it completely differently. Um, and I, for one, am, I feel I feel a, a sense of um, gratitude because of the different connections that, that I've made and the, and the things that I've learned and, and the people that have come through and have like shown support and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's been really, really cool, man. Um, and, and I've said it before that, man, you just when people come through for you, man, it's, it's just really, really it feels really good. Um, having those people there and uh, it just makes me even more thankful for the friendships that I have. So I just want to say thanks for all that, man. Uh, you yeah, it just, just like my entire life, you literally have been like my mentor. So that's kind of, I feel like we're sitting at the boys and girls club and I'm just, and you're, you know, working on computers and, you know, I'm just sitting here talking to you. So I'm, it, I'm honored, man. I, 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 for like for every one person I've been in that capacity, I've probably had, Three, I've had so many like uh, awesome people like doing that for me all my life. Yeah, and, man, I'm I'm glad to know if I had that effect on someone because yeah. I, I just I hate it that there's so many people out there that I I don't know. Maybe they have it. Maybe they never need it. Maybe maybe I needed it more than I thought, and maybe it doesn't take that much. But like I I wonder though, like if people I don't know. Yeah. I've had amazing mentors, like, like, yes. like, I don't know if mentors the right words, but just people always somehow teaching me something, mm-hmm. sharing something with me, like, and like, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Do you have any sort of a shout outs before we jump off? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, shout outs to Fresh Fridays. Fresh Fridays is making its way back. We got to start socializing people, even if it's just deliberately, because man, it's weird. It's awkward. People don't know how to get together anymore. And, uh, what's fresh on Instagram Fridays? underscore hook hook all that other side of my friends that you never really got to know closely, but they kind of yeah. know you indirectly uh-huh. like all of us, the fresh fry. We always caught ourselves to get fresh crew back in the days. Uh-huh. So Gary hook, you know, DJ hook. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, congratulations to him. He got into the administrative role. Uh, he's been the educator for a while and you know, that's always that next difficult yeah. step to make. You can't just be a teacher for a long time if you're as passionate as him yeah. and people like him. So I'm really happy when he got into his administrative role and he's doing the doing things big down at Big Picture in Nashville. Yeah. To name of school. Uh say the name of your place you work at again, if you if it's okay. Uh, yeah, ENA. 
All right, just so in case anyone listens, because I was trying to tell him what you did. He's like, hey, man, we might be one of his clients. But um, uh, he he named some places in your headquarters in Grassman Park. Yep. Yeah. He named other places, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was child underscore hook. H-O-O-K. H-O-O-K. Underscore hook hook. That's um, y'all should tune in on Fridays for a little live DJing on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, support support my man and get to know some people. Yeah, and I do want to give a shout out to my to my company, man. They've been, uh, especially my boss, has been super awesome, and and the, all the people that I've checked in, and just the amount of support and, and education and opportunities to to grow myself in advance, uh, and the fact that they're very open about just look, man. If you need help, go and get help. We have therapists that are you know that you can call. We have all these sorts of resources that you can use to help, you know, hopefully get yourself be better. Um, it's nice to know that there are services like that and uh, Hell yeah. you know for people who are job hunting or anything like that I wholeheartedly recommend that you ask about that kind of stuff when you're when you're looking for a job because this year is fucking wild and, yeah, and right man. now like if you aren't you know like you've got to have some way to be able to get the stresses out because you'd be foolish to say that you're just like you know that you're just handling things like there's no problems at all. Like it's tough out there. Yeah, you know, seeing man. People suffering, seeing people sick, seeing people just angry, dying, all sorts of stuff, man. It's yeah, just, man. even, it's even I'm, time. even I'm feeling it. And that boy, it takes a lot for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I have more friends now. that are like, yo, I've started smoking weed. Like I've got to be hell. Yeah. Chill out. And it's like, I get it, dude. I totally yeah, man. get it. Like if there's a time to legalize marijuana right now, it'd be yeah. like people I've thought about it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so anyway, um, just wanted to say thanks to my to my company for being super uh, just incredible and 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 helpful and and all that kind of stuff and caring. So uh, and then to everyone else for listening, I kind of fucked up on the scheduling of our recording for last week, and it ended up not going through i actually had the wrong year it was literally i had you pull up a calendar to select the dates and i was like oh shit this is not supposed to launch in 2021 so anyway i'll air this episode i'll get this all set up and you'll have a new episode tomorrow morning but uh you guys take care of yourselves take care of each other do some cool shit as always if you want to hit us up that's at the salumas podcast on instagram Type up the Slimus podcast on Facebook. If you want to hear or read anything or post anything to us, please do that. Uh, yeah. And go to our website, www.thesalumus.com. Add slash podcast if you want to listen uh, on the web player on there. So, again, do some cool shit. We love you guys and we are out. Power.